Okay. I think it's a full moon tonight. I mean, it's possible. I haven't looked at a calendar in a while. Uh, I can tell you the weirdos, weirdos are out. I mean, I guess that's true. At least the weirdos of the 4x4 community. Are you saying this because you invited me over today? Well, that doesn't you, count. You do count. <laughs> um, but I saw a, a unicorn in the 4x4 world, and I saw three of them today at three separate times. Really? I do saw, tell. I saw three different 4x4 vans. Ha! You've seen those before, right? I have. I know a guy who's got one. Okay, all right. Very interesting. So um, this morning on the way to work, I saw an old Pathfinder conversion 4x4 hmm. van. I nice. think those are, I don't think they make them anymore. I know there's some Facebook pages for parts. Um, and then on the way home, I saw a Sportsmobile uh, 4x4 van. Interesting. And then um, on 26 Mile, as I'm going home, uh, even further, I saw a Quigley 4x4 van that had a little lift to it, and it oh. had a tire rack on the back. And, of course, like a crazy person at a stoplight, I had to pull up next to them and jam <laughs> them a, a, a Wheels in the Woods flyer and nice. a wheeling sticker and said, hey, you got to come out to Wheels in the Woods. Nice. So I, I if that if these people ever listen to the podcast, because I gave them a uh, wheeling sticker as well, uh, they're going to know exactly who this crazy guy was. <laughs> well, hopefully they'll show up because I've heard the name for that, but I've never actually seen one. They so the Quigleys, yeah. Oh, they are really really cool. Interesting. Um, they're based off four vans. Maybe we'll talk about those for a little bit uh, at the beginning of this show. Some about some four by four vans. Um, but I got to tell you, on the weirdo aspect of things, um, I got a text from you. Uh oh. What yeah. did I say? Okay. So <laughs> this was on your way here, John. Uh, oh, you yeah. said hecking your hat BP <laughs> at 26 and King be there shortly. Yes. Hecking your hat BP. Well, at I, I, 20... I misspelled that. I was supposed to be checking on beer. Checking on what? How, did, <laughs> how is hecking your hat oh, wow. BP? Okay. Yeah. I, I spelled uh, really bad on that. Well, I was on a phone call, and I was driving and trying to send a text. Uh-huh. Not that I would ever advise that. Definitely going to be a full moon tonight. <laughs> I was actually sitting in the parking lot when I sent that, but I was on a phone call. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I tried to be quick about it, and uh, yeah, I messed up. <laughs> My bad. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio, they're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up, here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. A few things in the automotive and 4x4 news this week, John. Um... Uh, you you probably haven't been following Toyota's website too much. No, definitely not. I know, no. I know. We've talked about this in the <laughs> past. Um, actually, Toyota's website is silent as to this issue, but yesterday, a whole bunch of the Toyota uh, Facebook groups, um, I belong to a, a bunch of them, um, started going around that Toyota is unofficially killing the Land Cruiser for the oh, really? uh, 2021 model year in the North America, at least. Huh. Uh, a bunch of guys are saying it's just a rumor, mm-hmm. but Toyota's um, history in the past, they have been known to discontinue and change things up without any announcement. So hmm. uh, at this point, we don't know if it's an ups- uh, a not wrong word here. Uh, we, we don't know if it's just a rumor. Or if it is, you know, going to be fact. Yeah. Um, obviously, the Land Cruiser sales in the last few years, since they've gone ultra luxurious, have slid down. They're like eighty thousand plus dollars now. Good lord. Yeah, but it's kind of sad. I mean, they've had them here since the fifties. I was just saying, I've known that name forever. I never knew they were a luxury package. I thought that was just a run of the mill SUV. 
if you ever get online sometime, uh, take a look. There's a uh, Land Cruiser charts, uh, mm-hmm. Land Cruiser genealogy charts, and it splits off. So when they they get from the 40 series after the 40 series, they split off on most of the charts to the luxury series, hmm. which then ended up with the 55 and 60 series, and then on up to the modern ones. But then it also splits off onto a separate tangent into the 70 series, which stayed rugged, and they still make around the world. Oh, that's cool. And there's a huge following, and those are solid axles still to this day. Really? Yeah, nice. but you can't get. Unfortunately, you can't get a seventy series in North America without importing uh-huh. one that's uh, twenty six years old. Hmm. Yes, I will probably good to do. Know. Yeah, good to know. <laughs> um, so that wait, that's wait, what, wait, wait, wait. Can you get that in a stick though? Yes. Excellent. Yep. Yep. That and diesel. Well. Ooh. Yeah. Exactly. That bodes very well. Yes, it does. Um, so. Um, Speaking of, let's keep on the Toyota news here. Uh, a couple episodes ago, actually, couple, the last couple episodes, we've been talking um, about Casey Cross and his uh, mm-hmm. search for the mini truck. And we were talking about the Tacoma. I'm not going to call this a correction at this point. Um, I did say in the episode that you could get a front locker in the uh, TRD Tacoma. Mm-hmm. Now, unless I was so sleep deprived, and I know I was pretty tired the one time we were <laughs> we were recording. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, unless I just was completely out of my mind, which I don't think I was. Uh, a couple times I've gone onto Toyota's site in the last couple of weeks, and I'm getting different options at different times, and it's mm-hmm. it's almost like it's buggy. Um, this goes back to my complaint about automotive websites not always working. Yeah, and. I swear, at least once or twice, it let me option a front locker. Mm-hmm. The last time I went on there, I can't find one. Now, case- so you have to remember what time during the day that you did that then and just order it between those hours. Genius. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, that's what we need to do. Uh, that, that is exactly what we need to do. Uh, Casey says they're probably updating the website for the new models, mm-hmm. and so maybe there's been some glitches there. Uh, I, he doesn't work for Toyota, but you yeah. know, who knows? Um, so at this point, I'm saying if you really want a new TRD Tacoma and you want a front locker, probably best to talk to a knowledgeable dealer that sells oh, a lot of TRD trucks. Yeah, for sure. Um, so right now, I mean, it's, it's, it's up in the air. It's a mystery as to whether or not a front locker is really available or if it's going to be available. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the case. It's not available yet, but you'll be able to get it in 2020 or 2021. Yeah, that works. So we don't know. Yeah. Um, so uh, on a sadder point of 4x4 News, um, the actor, you've heard of the actor Peter Fonda. I have indeed. All right. Did and he do something with motorcycles? He did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he's most famously known for his role in Easy Rider. Okay. Um, Easy Rider is a kind of a counterculture. Uh, it's not a hippie movie. It's, it's a <laughs> movie about a couple of bikers that go on this cross-country road trip. And there's drug use in it, and there's all sorts of other things mm, that sounds were... Sounds like a great movie. Yeah, well, <laughs> there's it's not a movie for kids. It really no. isn't. But it is kind of an iconic movie. And a lot of people that are... Um, uh, you know, really into motorcycles today and into motorcycle long distance travel mm-hmm. um, started with watching Easy Rider and going, oh, wow, I can travel for long distances. I can camp on the side of the road. I can mm-hmm. do Now, of course, they don't have the cross sport enduro off road motorcycles in the movie that yeah. would be more what you and I would be into. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, Peter Fonda did pass away this last week. Bummer. So yeah, he, he also um, was in other uh, famous automotive and four by four. I'm sorry, automotive and motorcycle movies. Um, most notably, automotive is one called uh, Dirty Mary, Crazy Larry. Hmm. Or Crazy Mary, Dirty... I, I just, Sounds like I, a comedy. I probably missed that up. It's eh. a car movie. <laughs> it's got some muscle cars in it. I've Ooh, actually never nice. seen it. Um, I, I know there's some either. iconic uh, cars in that. But um, I do. it's on my hit list of classic movies to watch someday. Yeah. I've got a very long list of movies I need to watch. Yeah, and, and most yeah. <laughs> most recently he was the uh, villain in um, he played Me- Mephistopheles. Is that how you pronounce that? I don't Me- know. In um, in Ghost Rider, I uh, never seen it. You didn't see Ghost Rider? No, I have not. That, okay. That's on the list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's it, the Nicolas Cage version, uh, version one, and then the sequel are two totally different movies. I think mm-hmm. different directors, um, completely different. I didn't movies. even know there was a sequel. 
they're really weird. I wouldn't mm. I wouldn't call them great movies, but they're worth watching one night. You know, have a few beers. See if and, they're on Netflix or something. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so um, our um, you know condolences to the Fonda family. Absolutely. I know there's a lot of famous Fondas out there. Um, not getting into the politics of things. I know they were very politically active. Um, just saying, hey, you know, it sucks that we are we've lost somebody who is part of motorcycle. Uh, history and motorcycle oh, icon, you know, with Easy Rider being such a huge, huge movie. Yeah, for sure. Um, so that that's about it for news, unless you have anything else for news. Not off the top of my head. Project XJ updates? Oh, I do, I do have that. Okay. So I got the old transmission out. Um, if anybody's following along the build pictures I'm posting on 4x4 Talk, you'll notice the drastic difference in how wide the old one is, the old Puget BA-10 versus the AX-15. Yeah, I saw that. It's that was a tremendous difference. I never expected it to be that much. So all the parts inside the transmission are just physically probably larger and beefier. Oh, yeah, I'm sure of it. I've never rebuilt a BA-10, but I've rebuilt an AX-15, and they're, they're beefy parts. So I'm very glad for that upgrade. Uh, the pilot bearing finally came in. I had a special order that. So that uh, that's here, and I can start getting the transmission in. I've got half the lower subframe assembly in. I'm at the point with the, the subframe that I have to get the other half on so that I can start getting some more bolts and stuff aligned. But okay. once the subframe is done, it means I can get the entire front end back together. Uh, I've got to order the radiator still, and then I can get almost everything done on it to get it in running condition, which is very exciting. Very nice. So, yeah. Now, that AX15 swap that you're doing, mm-hmm. is that a direct bolt in, or do you have to do any modifications to make that work? So, it, it will bolt directly to the engine. Okay. You have to use the old flywheel, but the clutch, you can use whatever clutch for the either or. This one surprisingly had a luck clutch on it. Nice. So it had recently been replaced since before we bought it. And thankfully, there's a lot of still the. Uh, that was in the parts truck, right? No, that's that's on the the Jeep that I have, the Project XJ build. There was a luck clutch in front of the the Puker Trans. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't know that someone had put that in. No, has it I, been in your family since like nineteen eighty seven? No, so we we bought it in probably just spitballing maybe mid two thousands. Oh, okay. And I didn't realize that the clutch had been replaced shortly before that. Okay, I didn't know that until I, I was talking to my dad when I found it. So, yeah, it, it's got a nice clutch in it. The flywheel had recently been resurfaced. You can still see those marks. So it was probably barely seated when we got it. So you probably reuse it. <laughs> your idea of recent and my well, idea yeah. of recent are... You're saying recent as in something like 17 or 18 years ago. Well, in the sense of I thought when I started going through this that it was all original. Oh, okay, fair enough. So it recently in the sense of not original. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, fair enough. So, yeah, but uh, other than that, the... I mean, the transfer case bolts up. The, the transmission physically is the same length. Um, I'm going to an external slave cylinder, so I've, I've got to make a few modifications for that, but again, nothing crazy. Okay. Um, you know, the, the drive shafts and all that stay the same, except the transfer case stays the same. So it's a really relatively simple swap. The, the cross member, there are some differences for the trans mount, but I'm, I'm kind of doing about four different things involved in it, so I don't know exactly what I'm going to need yet. Gotcha. So typically, though, it's relatively bolt-in. Okay. Well, cool. So. Sounds like you're you're making great progress with it. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm very excited. And uh, looking forward to seeing more pictures and what's oh, yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Uh, oh, another, another news thing uh, that I wanted to do a shout-out kind of on here. Um, there's another podcast called The Modern Jeeper Show. Oh, I saw that post about that. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. episode 29. They did a shout-out to us. Awesome. Um, and they had been contacted, I believe, by our uh, the lady that does our uh, some of our advertising uh, mm-hmm. sales. And I, I don't know if it was through their company or how it worked. But anyways, that's how they found out about nice. us. Nice. And uh, so did you listen to the episode at all? I've not had a chance to. Okay, well, I, they, they, there's a couple uh, corrections for them if they're listening. We greatly appreciate the shout-out. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, guys. 
I, I listened to a few episodes. Your show is a great show. Really enjoying listening to it. In fact, I, I went back and I was just listening to uh, the interview with Rick Payway of JP Magazine. I've met him in person uh, out at SEMA this last year. Really cool dude. Um, Isn't he at um, Peterson's? Yeah. I believe he was. Okay. Uh, I, I think he, he's written for just about all the uh, okay, off-road cool. publications. Say, I know I the name. Yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, great podcast. We really like what you guys are doing. Um, you said on your podcast that John and I are brothers. Uh, we, in a way, we are, but we're not. We're, no. we, we don't have the same parentage. No, I mean, uh, just look at the picture. I mean, he's bald, and I've got a mop on my head. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, no, we, we've known each other a very, very long time, and um, we're great friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, done a lot of this stuff together, and then um, you had said that our, our we were trying to do everything with the podcast as being um, you know monetizing where you pay to listen. Uh, no, our podcast is free. We do have a, um, a what we call an after show, which is we call the end of the trail show, and that you do pay to get to those episodes. It's kind of like bonus episodes. Oh, yeah. um, currently, that's available through Podbean on the Patron, but just recently we discovered, um, and this is kind of another news thing that the the patron set up through Podbean uh, isn't really working the way that we want it to work. Mm. And not saying it's a bad platform, but it's not really an ideal platform for what we need. So we are going to be creating a Patreon for the end of the trail oh, show. Cool. So right now, folks, if you're listening, the end of the trail episodes are not available right now. Um, they are down right now. Uh, but all of our episodes uh, from 1 to 18, I, th- I think we're on 19 right now. I think that's what we're recording. Sounds good. Producer um, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> Care to verify? <laughs> the look of death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <clears throat> Anyways, uh, deer caught in the headlights. What? Yeah, um, <laughs> all of our our eighteen episodes that we've done so far are still free. You can get them on Podbean. You can find them on Google Play Music. Um, There's several places you can find Sweet. them online. So, um, but uh, yeah, we actually just covered a lot of stuff about our podcast and oh, yeah. about some news. Um, but anyways, back to what I was talking about in the beginning here. Four by four vans. Um, oh, yeah. you know uh, what? Uh, uh, you ever wanted one of those? I, I mean, I've looked at a couple of them. My buddy had, uh, what was it, like an E350 or something like that, I think? Yeah, the Ford that, van. Yeah, it was a four-wheel with a diesel. Oh, 7.3? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And he, he built it a little bit. Oh, That nice. thing has some stupid power. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Nice. If I remember correctly, he's a carpenter. So he uses it as his work van. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's that's what I've been talking about doing uh, through my demo job. Mm-hmm. Um, I use the excursion now, and I have tools packed in the back of it yeah. all the time. And I was thinking, man, a van, but I still need my four-wheel drive, not mm-hmm. just because I'm a four-wheel drive guy, but I go a lot of places where yeah, I need it. Absolutely. And um, you know, seeing those vans, I've done a lot of research over the years on them, and I may own one someday. Mm-hmm. Um, but... You know, just so our listeners know, and we're going to put this in our show notes, there are a couple companies that will convert your brand new van to four-wheel drive. Interesting. Um, the biggest one out there is known as Quigley, hmm. uh, Quigley 4x4. They will take your brand new van and I believe still the dealer warranty and everything, they will convert it using dealer style parts. Oh, wow. Cool. Um, they used to do the solid axles. I couldn't find on their website where they're doing that anymore. Mm-hmm. It looks like they're just doing the Ford Transit uh, van now and ah, all gotcha. their various... Well, they're doing other vans as well, but for the yeah. Ford Ford platform, most of the people stayed with a solid axle for a mm-hmm. long time, but they've been building IFS GM vans for a while. Yeah. And uh, But it looks like all of them are IFS. I saw the same thing on Sportsmobile's website, which mm-hmm. they build um, off-road vans as well. Nice. Um, IFS conversions, um, they do it. They sell you the completed vehicle, or you bring mm. them your vehicle, and they do the Can job. Can you buy a parts kit and you do it? No, not Aww. from them, and that's why we needed to mention a couple other ones. Um, so there's a company called U-Joint Off-Road, mm-hmm. and U-Joint Off-Road... You I imagine can, they sell like beefy U-Joints for off-road? You would think, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah. um, they actually sell 4x4 van conversion kits nice. for the DIY guy. Oh, I like that. And, I like that a lot. You know, you can get all the brackets and all the parts, and then you, awesome. and they tell you what axle to go by, nice. and they sell you the specific made things that you need. Very cool. Um, there's another company called Boulder Off Road. 
Uh, I'm not super familiar with. I know they do conversions in some of the older vans, but mm-hmm. I think they might sell you parts as well. Nice. And I think that's where um, we need to start talking about a little bit more wrenching in your own home garage. Mm. And for the enthusiast who is, you know, somebody who really works on their vehicle, what tools they need if they were going to, say, build a 4x4 van or if they're going to do a million other 4x4 projects. I like it. You want to talk about some tools today, John? I'm for it. I think we should do that after break. Sounds good to me. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. Hey, John, let me show you a picture. I'm afraid. Uh-huh. How afraid should I be? Yeah. You Scale see, of 1 to 10. You want to see, uh, see my toe? Not really. Oh, my God, what did you do? <laughs> Good Lord, man. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> So, um, it, it was a freak accident um, at work. A, um, a fellow uh, co-worker dropped a two-by-four off the roof of a school. Oh. It landed on end on my pinky toe oh. and uh, crushed it. Ow! Right now, we think it's going to survive. We're not going to have to amputate it. But it, Well, that's good. It, it, it still may be. <laughs> I saw it on a TV show. We need some uh, electrical cutters, uh, a flame, and a knife. Okay. Wait, we can cut that off and we can cauterize it and it'll be all set. No insurance needed. Well, I, <laughs> even though I was wearing steel-toed boots, mm-hmm. um, they wouldn't Did have helped. go through the toe? Uh, kind of like, yeah, I got the edge and oh. it, it was, yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. So, um, and I'm not posting that picture on 4x4 Talk. It's yeah, too graphic. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, going into talking about garage and tools, I want to talk just a second about safety. Yeah. That, that was my that was my thing about safety. You know, yeah, I was wearing the, idea. I yeah. was wearing the proper PPE. Uh, things can still happen. Oh, absolutely. One of the big pet peeves that I have about people who set up their garages at home mm-hmm. and they buy a bunch of tools and they start to put together a workshop where they're going to start working on their four by four, like I said, building a four by four van, doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they they put safety aside. Yeah. They, they don't think about, um, you know, is this tool a safe tool? I'll fully uh, admit I've done it. Well, yeah, we all have. Yeah. Um, but it's very important um, if you're kind of, especially if you're a first-timer or mm-hmm. a newbie to the hobby and you're starting to kind of put together your tool collections. Yeah. To think about, you know, hand tools, okay, those are inherently safe. I mean, of course, you can hurt yourself. I've smacked myself with wrenches. Yep, done and all. that. <laughs> yeah, we can talk about that <laughs> yeah. another time. Um, but, um, you know, when you're talking about your bigger purchases and kind of the things that we need to talk about in this episode, we want mm-hmm. to talk a little bit about tools for um, the average guy who is going to, or girl who is going to build um, and fabricate in their garage. I've got a good one for you. I believe it was, actually, I don't think I called you on this, properly rated jack stands. Properly rated, yes, that's very important. for years, I had a set of six by four wooden jack stands that I built. Uh, Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) Wooden? Okay, did you just say the sentence, wooden jack stands that you built? Yes, yes. Go on, (laughs) go on. So I used them, it was something I needed in a bind, parting a vehicle out, I just needed something to hold it up. They've gotten me through three projects now, but I'm on the third one, and they're starting to get a little weathered because they're stored outside. So I decided it's finally time to buy properly rated uh, correct height jack stands. So I actually went out and spent the money on it. I've never been happier. Was I, I don't have that worry anymore when I'm under a vehicle. Is this going to come down on me? <laughs> I'm okay. I, I so, thought you were going to tell me that they crushed and dropped the vehicle. Oh, no, or no, 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 no. Okay, all right. right. We, we'd have a very different Project XJ update then. Well, <laughs> I, I've been there um, oh, yeah. myself. I've had a vehicle fall off jack stands. 
Yeah. Um, gravel driveway, mm-hmm. uh, you know, things. You know, this isn't a safety episode. No, no, no. We're no. not talking about that. We can do that another time. We can talk different times about it. But as for a tool purchase, jack stands is something that is oh, yeah. uh, a good first tool purchase. Yeah. I've borrowed them from you in the past. Absolutely. And that, that was why at the time, I know they were all in use for something, so I made the wood ones and... I needed them again, and I just figured, you know what? I, this is the third time I've needed them. I'm just going to buy them. Yep. So um, I did. Just pausing for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people are like, wait a minute, jack stands. Well, that's the very first tool I should buy. No, we're, we're just oh, going to. Oh, not the first tool. We're, yeah, we're going <laughs> to breeze by the basic hand tools yeah. that, in, in my opinion, any person really should own anyway. Oh, absolutely. Um, and that would be a, a full set of metric and standard wrenches. Yep, absolutely. Um, a, a ratchet set. Yep. Um, long, uh, the long deep sockets and short some ones. Some deep a sockets. Uh, a nice mix of screwdrivers and yep. Torx bits. Extensions for the ratchets. Extensions for the ratchets. These are these are oh, like yeah. your basic toolbox. Hammer. In a garage. Pry bar. Hammers, Presser pry bars. Pliers. Yeah. Wire cutters. I mean, we could keep going. Yes, we could. Yeah, well, yeah. Basic tool set. Oh, yeah. Now, um, you know, there's something. Let's say you have no tools whatsoever. Mm-hmm. You are just like new to the automotive hobby. You've you know never changed oil. You've never mm-hmm. put air in a tire. Nothing. And you're like, okay, I'm getting into this. And you've been YouTubing things. And you've mm-hmm. been learning how to do things. Great. We want you to do that. Oh, yeah. um, one of the things you can do is go to your. Uh, your local Lowe's or your Menards or mm-hmm. Home Depot, wherever your your local store. Sears and Sears. Do they still have high. those? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, no, I think they do. I don't know if they sell Craftsman tools anymore, though. Do they? Then what's the point? I, I, yeah, not, that was that's the only part I ever went in yeah. Sears. I mean, I yeah. just went right to the Craftsman section. Yeah, so. absolutely. But you can buy yourself one of those toolkits now. Oh yeah. For a warning there. Buy a name brand quality toolkit. Yeah. Um, don't buy some Chinese you, no those name. Will, they'll get you by, but when you start breaking tools, you're going to wish you spent the extra. Yeah. It's it's well worth it to invest in a good set. And with a nice carrying case, um, yeah. you know, you can get the really big sets. I would recommend um, for the beginner person who is going to wrench around the house and is going to wrench on their vehicle, at least a 250-piece tool set. Oh, yeah. Um, you're going to probably be looking at an investment, um, depending on sales and the brand, of mm-hmm. at least two to $300. And that's going to get you your basic wrenches, hand yeah. wrenches, your ratchets, things like that. And it's a good spot to start. Absolutely. So... Now you've got these tools, and you're a 4x4 enthusiast. 4x4 enthusiasts, probably more so than any other automotive enthusiast, spend time under the vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Now, that doesn't mean the vehicle's breaking. It's just we're working on suspension. Oh, yeah. We're working on axles. We're working on lockers. Yeah, we're mounts, brakes, exactly, line, All of that stuff. Yeah. So like John said, um, a quality jack mm-hmm. and a set of jack stands. And properly rated. You don't want to be using... You know, a little junk scissor lift jack necessarily if you're going to be doing significant axle work or something like that. You Perfect. know, that, that's something that gets you by in a pinch. But if you're going to be doing some serious work on it and wrenching and reefing on stuff, you want something properly rated. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> your factory jack is probably not going to lift it up high enough. No. To get on jack stands. Um, there are some... You don't have to buy name brand on the jack. You can buy from some of the cheaper stores, oh, uh, yeah. Harbor Freight, um, different local tool places. Check out Craigslist or Marketplace. Yeah. You can find good used stuff. Good, too. At least two-ton floor jack. Oh, yeah. It's a good way to start. So you get a good two-ton floor jack. You can lift up your vehicle, and that's what the jack stands are for. You lift up the yeah. vehicle, and then you set it back down on the jack stand. Yes. You, you don't want that pivot point to be that floor jack. Those things are not structurally sound yeah well you don't want to be just under the vehicle while it's on a floor jack either because those seals can let go they can blow out at any time i've seen it happen and it's it scares you exactly so so uh so all right so you got your vehicle up on some jack stands um now you're going to do your work and and things like that as you're you know you're doing everything with hand hand tools Probably the next investment that I would think that your home garage, you're going to be looking at like an air compressor oh, yeah. and a few basic air tools like an mm-hmm. impact wrench. Yeah, hugely helpful. You get a, a stubborn bolt, a little bit of rust, a little bit of residue or build up in the threads. That thing is going to knock it loose pretty quick. Now, this is where I'd like to give a little bit of advice for your home air compressor. Mm. This is something where <laughs> a lot of people say, oh, I got to buy everything brand new all the time. Mm. 
brand new is great. I'm going to warn you, though, a brand new high-quality air compressor is not cheap. No. Um, no those sir. oilless air compressors that are cheaper that you can find, um, you know, at discount box stores and things like that, mm-hmm. they take very, very long time to pump all the way up, and they don't have a lot of volume typically. They don't have a very good refresh rate, so they're running constantly when you're using them, and they're very, very loud. Yeah, they are. So really what you want to look for um, I might, at least my advice, and John, you might have different advice, but uh, would be to look for a quality used, industrial grade, low RPM, high volume air compressor. If you've got the budget, I would agree with that. You know, I've, I've been running a 25 gallon shop compressor, a little, I think it's a Craftsman or something like that for years. And like you said, it, it it's not quick to recharge. But it's enough, you know, you can bust a bolt, you know, a couple bolts loose, or you can you can change two tires, you know, before it starts to recharge. Is it real loud? Is it one of those ones that's like, wah, all it's the time? It's louder. Okay. <laughs> but that is more or less just because it's it's used. It's old now. I mean, it's showing its age. Okay. I'd, I'd have to say it's at least 15 years old by now. All right. So, yeah, the, the bigger ones are really, really nice. Well, yeah, I'm not saying so, they have to get, a, like, a massive oh, air no, compressor. You, you can get by with one of those little, like, handheld ones. You're just going to be there forever. <laughs> handheld. Oh. A little oh. pancake style. You, you, yeah, but you did the symbol of somebody using a bicycle pump. You confused the heck out of me. You're, like, somebody, <laughs> you're like handheld, and then you're doing the bicycle pump up and down, and I'm like... Who? No, you don't run an air impact wrench off, of a, off of a bicycle pump. I mean, I'd love to see you I try. I you could do that. Well, I mean, you'd have to pump up the tank first. Yeah, and then I guess that's not really you know, fair. And so. then, you know, so that only take you, yeah. you know, six hours. And then you can... Yeah, anyway, let's get back on point. <laughs> anyways, back on point, back on point. Air compressor, air tools. Yeah. Um, now, uh, you've, you've got all this. Uh, you've got... This is where most people actually stop. Yeah. And where you're going to go next is into the fabrication end of things. Oh, yeah. And that's where you're going to start talking about cutting, welding, grinding. Um, Probably before you look at investing into, say, things like a torch or a plasma cutter, which can be very expensive, Mm -hmm. getting a good side angle grinder absolutely, you can put um, cutoff wheels in, you can do a lot of stuff with one of those. Oh, yeah. That's that's what I've used for years. I I, Today, actually, I, I picked up a plasma cutter, found a good price on one. But I've been using a grinder for years, and then I, I stepped up to a cutting torch. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, that is that is super handy, not just for cutting, but for heating things up or if you got to braise something real quick. It, it's super useful. But, yeah, an angle grinder, and you, you, you're going to want at least a 4-inch. You don't have to get yes. the big 9-inch or 6-inch grinder. They're handy, too. Yeah, they have their place. But you, you want something that you can get into tighter spaces with. So you got to think you're not going to be able to make every single cut with that. You're still going to need some other tools. True. Uh, I think the the average on those blades is about two bucks a blade, but you can do a Something lot. Like that, you yeah. can do a lot of cutting oh, with yeah. them. Oh yeah. Um. You know, and like John just mentioned, torches are probably for for at least your cutting end of things are probably the next thing up. They're absolutely they're very handy for cutting metal, but at the same point, they're also good for heating up something that oh, is yeah. again stuck, stubborn bolt or something. Now, I find um, I have not used my torches anywhere near as much since I now own a plasma cutter. Yeah. And plasma cutter, though, doesn't heat up things. It only cuts. Yes. So That's what I'm excited for, cutting that fabrication time down because you're not waiting on the torch. You don't have the spatter. Well, I think you'd have it as you much. Have, you have a little bit, but it's it's nowhere near what yeah. you get with a torch. And, and you're comparing. I'm comparing you know, fab time with a grinder to using a cutter. Oh, buddy. <laughs> you do save a lot of time oh, with a yeah. plasma cutter. You do need clean shop air. Yeah. Yep. Um, so you need an air compressor. So air compressor is definitely a tool to buy before a plasma cutter. Yes. It's pointless to own a plasma cutter without an air compressor. Yeah. And they're, like you said, they're not cheap. No. They're, no. they're not. But plasma cutters do pay for themselves with time. Oh, yeah. Because the cost of acetylene and oxygen fills mm-hmm. has been going up and up and up over the years. And you don't have the inherent danger that you do with acetylene. And not you, as you're much with pressurized gas, pressurized flammable gases at that. True. Now you pull a trigger and it's run by your air compressor. True. So. <laughs> Absolutely true. Um, so, you know, torch, plasma cutter, those are good tools to have. That's more on the luxury side, so to speak. It really is. It really is. So. Um, you know, kind of going back to maybe the everyman type of thing working in their garage. Hacksaw. Uh, well, yeah, a hacksaw. <laughs> I've the done grinders it. work good too. Oh, yeah. 
Um, you know, if you're getting into the fabrication side of things, mm-hmm. a tubing bender. Yes. Um, tu- I do not have one of those. I have one. Um, I have two, actually. I've got one of the cheap Harbor Freight pipe benders, mm-hmm. which actually for minor tubing um, does okay if oh, you're yeah. just not doing a big bend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I have another one that takes dies that I don't have the dies for. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have uh, yet to use that one. Yeah. But, um, you know. Tubing benders can be as cheap as, like I said, a pipe bender that oh, you yeah. can get on a super sale at Harbor Freight for mm-hmm. eighty bucks, and you can go as expensive as these multi-angle mandrel die bending yeah. machines that are hydraulically operated. Those for, are nice. There's you know, a 5, local exhaust shop has one of those that I've I've had some work done for me on. Exactly. Yeah. They'll, typically, the thinner the tubing. So, like with. Uh, your exhaust tubing and header mm-hmm. tubing, you do need to have those expensive benders. Yes. You're dealing with real thick pipe or real, not pipe, uh, real thick tubing. Oh, yeah. Um, get by with a little less. You can get by with yeah. one of those cheap benders to bend up most of what you're planning on mm-hmm. building, whether it be a, a roll cage or bumpers or some sort of protection for yeah, the vehicle. Yeah, exo cage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, and then, of course, if you're going to build all that, how are you going to put it together? Oh, you got to weld it. You gotta weld it. I mean, you could try duct tape and super glue, but that's uh, yeah, it's not gonna get you too far. A little bit of JB Weld and Bondo, maybe. Not that I've ever done that. <laughs> hmm. um, yeah, I would uh, definitely start looking at a welder too mm. when you're getting into the fabrication end of things. Um, yeah. And now here is where a little bit of skill can save you a lot of money. Yeah. Um, the easiest type of welding to learn how to do out of your garage is MIG welding. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's the old metal cock gun. You yep. pull a trigger, and if you can make a, a halfway decent weld, you know, probably with a couple hours of practice oh, yeah. in your garage with a MIG welder. Mm-hmm. Um, a decent MIG welder, though, is going to start you at even the cheapest end, probably just under a thousand bucks for uh, a quality. For a good one to last a long time, sure. Yeah, yeah. No, I know you can get the couple hundred dollar parts store cheapy ones. The Flux Core Wire. Flux Core Wire makes a messy weld, though. It's messy, but it is super handy. It is. I'll be the first to admit to that. I have a Flux Core, at, yeah, an El Cheapo Flux Core, and I've got a, a nicer Lincoln uh, MIG welder. Mm-hmm. Drastic difference, but there are times that little Flux Core is really in a pinch save me. Well, they can, yes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to do good quality stuff, you need a decent one for sure. But on the other end of things, if you want to, if you want to do the old school arc welding, oh yeah, um, you can buy a very powerful new or used arc welder mm-hmm. for a couple hundred bucks. Oh yeah, you can get used ones all day for, for those 50, things. 75 bucks on it's, Craigslist. It's very difficult to hurt those machines. It, it's it, not impossible. Exactly. But you get some of those older Lincolns, they call them a tombstone. Mm-hmm. If you ever look at a welder, you'll know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah I know the ones you're talking about. You know, those things are virtually indestructible. You know, and so you can get them cheap. Now, um, that's it's it's not impossible to self teach how to arc weld, especially in the day of YouTube and mm. being able to watch things online. Oh yeah. Uh, if you're not a visual learner and you still need some of that hands on, and you buy an arc welder, you can try. Um, you know, do a lot of research online. Oh, you can get, there's some very good books out there on how to do it too. And a lot of community colleges offer welding courses say that. Yeah. pretty cheap. That's, I, I've done uh, MIG, TIG, and ARC and gas welding classes at my local college. And that, that's where I started learning how to do all this stuff. And it's snowballed for there. You know, I'm fabricating in the garage now. You know, yeah. just on those. Yeah. So. Well, and, you know, you just mentioned the other type of welding there, TIG. Yeah. That one's fun. It is fun. That <laughs> takes even another skill set. Oh, level. that's that's a whole different animal. Yeah, you know, you're, you're talking different metals. There's a lot that goes into it, but the quality it can turn out is phenomenal. Yeah, but it's a lot slower. It is significantly slower, but it's a lot cleaner of a process and everything too. Each one of those these welding processes has their own advantages oh, yeah. and disadvantages. Absolutely. They have their own place. Yeah. Um. But uh, I think there's some more tools that we still need to cover. Yeah. And uh, let's, let's, let's get back to that in a little bit, though. Let's, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll complete that conversation in a little bit. Sounds good, John. Puppies are cute, spiders are not. Spiders are creepy and ugly. But what will you do? 
you will call ABC Home and Commercial Services. The Spider Fighters can service your home for these unwelcome guests. ABC Spider Fighters will provide the solution for your spiders, wasps, box elder bugs, Asian lady beetles, cluster flies, and all your visiting insects. Call now for a prepaid discount. ABC Home and Commercial, the Spider Fighters. 810-794-5678. Yeah, crickets are getting a little louder. I, I think we lost everybody. Okay, all right. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. I think we started to jam too much. We've done that in the past. We yeah. get excited about talking about things. <laughs> and um, Let's just mention a couple other tools without getting into detail. Uh, things you might want to consider is like a hoist. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, that's a couple thousand dollar investment. Um, you know, heat for your garage. Shop press. Shop press. couple of... All right, I've, I've got one. And I think everybody can agree with this. The most important tool you need in your garage is a beer fridge. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Beer fridge. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Um, a yeah. stocked beer fridge. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, because that's how you pay your friends oh, to absolutely. come over and do yeah. you know, Okay. So here's a tool that I've got. All mm-hmm. right. So this is a dangerous tool for me to own, though. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm not even sure. No, you know I own it. That's the problem. Okay, I okay. <laughs> have the complete uh, Dana uh, axle snap-on um, I did bearing not kit. know you have that. I've used it on your axles. That was 10 years ago, dude. Yeah, okay. I so, don't remember that. So I've got the complete... I do now, though. I've got the complete snap-on Dana uh, bearing puller, because the Dana Excellent. axles, you, you know, you got to pull them off yeah. to get the shims in. And... Um, you know, that was something that I thought I was going to invest in for a long time, and I, I couldn't do it, couldn't do it. A buddy of mine um, was cleaning out a shed that belonged to some old family member or whatever. He, he's not in the cars. He just was like, and it was a ball of rusted tools, and he's like, in, in five-gallon buckets. Hmm. And he's like, you can just have them. And I'm like, man, there's probably some valuable tools in there. He's like, I don't care. Just clean them up. Nice. Go digging in there. In the bottom, in a bag with grease on them so they weren't rusty, uh. was the whole... Set. Nice. Yeah, so that's that, awesome. Yeah, it's a, uh, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars for the pullers. Ooh. Yeah. So wow. you know, but here's the deal: those pullers, I did not. I, I got them for free. Mm-hmm. But I bet even if I didn't, mm-hmm. I probably would have paid for them by now in <clears throat> beer because guys have been like, oh, yeah. "Hey, help me set up my axle." Yeah. And because I do, you know, I do a lot of axle setups mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you know, and they're friends. So I'm like, well, you know, because oh, yeah. I don't do work on people's vehicles for hire through Thin Line Off-Road. Yeah. And so uh, I'm like, just bring a case of beer over. Throw in the that, beer that's fridge. That's how I am with everybody. Need help with your brakes? Sure, bring a case of beer. Yeah, so you Man. got that beer fridge in the garage. Get and the parts, bring some beer, and I'll do them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, yeah, speaking of uh, other tools that have done that, mm-hmm. my tire machine. Oh, yeah. She reminds know, me, I got to talk to you later. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you, you know how many times people say, can I come use your tire machine? Yeah, bring a case of beer. I believe it. And, you know, it's great. It's oh, yeah. great. The, the tire machine just pays for itself in beer. Oh, yeah. You know, I, I've thought about it, but I don't have anywhere to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's I'm out of space. Great tool investment. Oh, yeah, so. absolutely. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so there's a lot of different tools you can have. Uh, tool the, guys. The sky's the limit with that. I mean, I have the Snap-on and Matco tool catalogs. Oh, yeah. Oh. You ever see that meme <laughs> of the largest Snap-on toolbox have. they have? Yeah, the one where it says, "This is Gary. Uh, he, uh, yeah. he's his kids aren't going to college, but his Snap-on dealer's yeah. kids are." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I have. Uh, I want that guy's toolbox. There's oh probably my God. stuff in there I've never heard of and would never use in a million years, but I want that toolbox. Oh, you know, I have got the weirdest tools. Sometimes, um, I I had a friend the other day who was working on. Some oddball antique engine, mm-hmm. and I think it was an old hit and miss engine or something. Okay, so it's not even not even a car engine. And he puts this picture up online of something he found in a catalog. Says, "Hey, um, does anybody have you know this tool, this this bearing pull or not uh, this puller? Basically, mm-hmm. it's this giant puller." And I'm looking at the thing, and I'm like, "Well, I don't have that exact one, but a friend of mine years ago." Made a actually custom made a giant puller for me nice. uh, for a Detroit Diesel uh, harmonic balancer. Really, and uh, you know, and I'm like, well, you can borrow it if you need it. But he found one locally or something nice. beforehand. But uh, so you know, in my toolbox, I have uh, a Detroit Diesel. It, it was a specific type of Detroit Diesel that they used in the back of old Greyhound buses. Nice. So I've got this Greyhound bus Detroit Diesel low profile harmonic balancer puller. So you can, nice. 
it's, it's a one of a kind tool essentially and it's like those are always nice though yeah what it's been in my toolbox for 15 years and i haven't used it for anything yeah. else and i'm not saying i'm gonna sell it but yeah you know like you said sometimes you have those oddball tools oh, yeah you mentioned bearing pullers so that say probably another really handy tool a slide hammer like for body, the body dent ones, or the the bigger one for like bearings the, the on the bigger an axle. ones for like ba- um, axles, seals, you know, yeah. bearings, stuff like that. Yeah, you can get different pullers. You know, slide that on, and it'll just. I mean, it saves so much time than beating it with a hammer and a chisel. Newsflash, listeners. Newsflash. Johnny Orange just admitted he still wheels with C clip axles. No, I don't. What? I, all right. Yeah, I do. Yeah, because that's where the seal is on the inside of the uh, housing on the uh, C-clip only, axle. Only my 8.8. Eight. Yeah. Every, everything else is out, <laughs> outer seals. <laughs> he, he, has, he has not graduated to full floaters yet. That's an expensive upgrade, man. It's like a $400 kit. <laughs> yeah, oh, wow, or, or a whole other axle, axle like a uh, you know, Dana 60 or 70. Eh, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, uh, the back I got to get the thing done before I start more we, upgrades. We talked on the last episode. That's the back of Project FJ60 that I'm working on, yeah, which yeah. still doesn't have a name, by the way. But, uh, yeah, that's got C-clip axles as well. So, And that's mm-hmm. one of the things I don't like about it. Like, I yeah. want a full float rear. Yeah. I don't know. The 80 series rears are full float. Mm. I haven't decided yet. Yeah. I won't throw that out there. In fact, I'm going to throw this as a challenge prior to Wheels in the Woods, which, Mm -hmm. hey, Wheels in the Woods plug, September 28th. Absolutely. Clay Township, Michigan. Uh, We have a new website for that, I believe, don't we? We do. What is it? Uh, Wheelsinthewoods.info. So you want more information for Wheels in the Woods, wheelsinthewoods.info. Yeah, wheelsinthewoods.info, all typed out. Yep, spelled as it sounds, okay. except period instead of D-O-T. So. What? Well, I said spelled as it sounds. Oh, okay, all right, <laughs> all right. So wheelsinthewoods.info, uh, go there. You can. It'll take you, I believe, to the Facebook event. Put on there that you want to come, that you're interested. Bring Click, friends. Bring friends, <laughs> all that. Um, and bring a vehicle. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course, bring Absolutely. a vehicle. Absolutely, that's the whole point. Um. The FJ60 project. I've never been like you've got Project XJ. That okay, that's kind of a generic name. Mm-hmm. But your TJ is Pegasus. Yes. Okay, so uh, you know, I don't know. I have never been good at naming vehicles. Mm-hmm. And I'm to the point where the 60 has been in our lives long enough. Mm-hmm. And I've had other 60s in the meantime in between. And I don't want to just call it the FJ60. Like I think it you needs a name. a name. Yeah. So Listeners, somebody out there, 4 by 4 talk, maybe I'll put up a post. Somebody needs to tell us. Well, well I got an idea. Uh-oh. Let, let's put out on all our social media pages, get suggestions for names. Okay. And if we have enough in time, we'll vote for it at Wheels in the Woods. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I like this, but you got to remember, you got to remember, even though it is quote unquote my rig. Mm-hmm. The fiance loves that thing to death, and I think she would have to have veto power of the name. Hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know how this is going to work. We let her choose the final names then, and then we let our listeners choose the wheels in the woods. Let's get some names thrown out there first. Uh, Let's start with that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get some (laughs) names thrown out there. I'll throw some pictures of the FJ60 up there, and uh, we need somebody to name it. Um, you know, speaking of other things on 4x4 Talk, our last couple trivia challenges have been through Twitter. Um, haven't had any hits there. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had more follow. What's weird is we keep mentioning the Twitter, and people keep following us on Twitter, um, but um, haven't had anything there. I have noticed that, um, and we're going to talk a little bit on our next episode about forums and Facebook and things like that. I've noticed that we've had some traffic on some forums, which Excellent. are kind of a... A different media, or not say different, it's an old media that I wasn't thinking was still alive very much, mm-hmm. but um, we've had some traffic there. Excellent. So, um, you know, uh, I, I I was thinking instead of a trivia this week, John, mm-hmm. that we just straight up do a challenge of, not, not even okay. a challenge of some sort, but um, I don't know what you call this, but... Um, you know, we need, of course, comments and reviews all the time on our on our different mm-hmm. platforms. Um, can people comment on Google Play Music or on Google Podcasts, whatever we're on? I have no idea. Hmm. Hmm. 
Better not better not do that one. Maybe then. not. Eh? Okay. Um, we'll tell you what. Let's make this one simple. You know, we're always plugging Podbean uh, because Podbean is our initial uploading um, mm-hmm. service that we're still using right now. Uh, you know, who knows? It might change in the future. Right now, they work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, download the Podbean app, and in the comments section, just do a shout out where you're from. I like it. I'd like to know where all our listeners are from. So I like it. This isn't a trivia thing. Just go in there and say, hey, um, this is, it. oh, give us your name. You don't mm-hmm. have to give us your last name if you don't want no, to. because first name, city, and state. Because we'll ask for the winner So yeah. afterwards. So we'll just do a random drawing um, for a city, state, country even. Okay. So we'll do a random drawing um, for a wheel and decal. And, um, you know... We might throw in some other stuff there, too. We're just going to leave it at wheel and decal right now. Okay. But um, we'll do a random drawing. But go to the Podbean, and then in the comment section, just say, uh, shout out, uh, listening, this is, you know, this is Dave from Florida, or, you know, this is, Mm. uh, you know, I don't know, Saeed from Kuwait or something. <laughs> well, I, we actually have. I noticed that we have a couple of listeners in Kuwait. Oh, very good. Hello, so, good people. Yeah, exactly. So wherever you're from in the world, I want you to just say hi, and then we're just going to do a random drawing, and we're like going to send you some swag. I like it. And part of the reason that I want to keep sending out these um, wheel and decals, mm-hmm. I think in the near future, we're going to do a... Um, like a photo challenge of your wheel and decal on something. I like that. So I think we need to make the wheel and decals eventually available for purchase as well. I like it. You know, just, just a couple bucks to cover postage and stuff, but um, we'll, we'll explore some options on that. But for right now, we want you to try to win a wheel and decal. I love it. So uh, try to win one by going to podbean.com. Follow. uh, You're going to, you're going to need to follow, I believe us to comment. So follow, um, the Wheelin' uh, Show on there, and that's W-H-E-L-I-N. Of course, you're already listening. Mm-hmm. And then just tell us where you're from. I like it. So uh, what else, John? What else is going on? It's been a fun episode. Uh, it is. I like it. But uh, what else is going on in, in your life or or in the Wheelin' world? Just been working a lot on the Jeep, some gun projects. Okay. We got an old antique. Uh, you're putting guns on the Jeep? Well, they'll go in it. <laughs> oh, you're not like mounting them to the hood or anything? Nah, I don't have big enough guns for that. I got an old Will and Buddy, and I'm pretty sure he listens to this podcast. Um, I'm just going to do a shout-out to Bob. I'm not going to say his last name because I know he's involved in a bunch of uh, other stuff. But whoever hears this is going to He used to wheel an H2 with – um, they were mock machine guns on the hood. I they like came it. out of the, the – That would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So, Ooh, Bob, if you're listening, thinking. comment on 4x4 Talk Please or somewhere. Please send a picture. I want to see that. I don't think he we- I think he got rid of it. Aww. It was, your- But he should have an old picture somewhere. Yes, please find it. I might it. even somewhere. But find it. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty cool. No, I'm. It's, uh, it's an old project. I'm restoring an old, I'm trying to remember the year, 1920-something uh, Colt revolver that was in a house fire. Oh, yeah. You so, showed me some pictures of that. It looks yeah. pretty cool. So just working on just some restoration projects, the Jeep. Busy with the boat, all that yeah. good fun stuff. You, you realize we just we just probably lost all of our listeners that uh, don't do firearms, right? I'm gonna stick with no comment on that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure if you're into wheeling and jeeps, and, you probably and, do. And if you, you don't like them, that's okay. Uh, yeah, it's fine. You to don't have. Yeah, you don't have to have them. But, more for um, me. <laughs> more for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, John. John's a hoarder. So I'll gladly rehome anything anyone wants to get rid of. <laughs> we'll be well taken care of. <laughs> I like- and I John, made Keith joke. Yeah, John. Wheeling will now be continued by Johnny Orange. Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> and Johnny Orange, um, unless you got anything else, I I think it's about that time. I think I'm all set. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.